0: Just let the Lord just permeate in your heart His love this evening Um, What? You look like you're fixing to throw something But seriously, just think about the Lord this evening And how much He loves us And how much He cares for us And everything that He has done To save us A wretch like me and then washed me with that blood, and now we have victory in Jesus. But that's not the message. It's just that song. I love that song because it is all about Jesus. Correct? Yes. Because it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about Jesus, and only about Jesus. Um, this evening, I'm going to bounce around just a little bit. It ain't going to be too much. We're going to be in Second Timothy. Um. And I'll be honest with you, I had a little bit different message that I wanted to bring tonight. I wasn't sure that I was actually going to bring the message, um, because it was up between Jay and myself, and I thought Jay was going to be bringing it, and I got a message like as we're getting ready to pull into the parking lot, Jay was going to be unable to be here. Um, I had another message, but I'm going to save that one. But tonight, the Lord just has laid this message on my heart. We're in 2 Timothy. Um, We're going to look at... Chapters 2 and chapters 3. But we're going to start off in chapter 2, in verse 15 of 2 Timothy. Um, Many of us know this verse. Um, If we haven't come to know this verse, this is a good one to study. It's a good one to memorize. But the verse is 2 Timothy 2, verse 15, and it says, Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Um, if you back up into 14, it, verse 14, it says, Of these things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord, that they strive not about with words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. And then he goes on to say, To study thyself approved. Let us pray. And then we'll dig into what the Lord has for us. Father God, I just come before you now, Lord, and I just thank you for this glorious evening. Father, I thank you for the glorious singing that we've had this evening, Lord. I pray that, Lord, it's been a sweet, savoring smell to your nostrils, Lord, and a sweet, savoring sound to your ears this evening. Father, I ask now that you'll be with your word. Father, may it reach its intended target. Father, may I be transparent. Father, may I set aside my selfish desires, my selfish wants. And Father, may I seek your will, and Father, may your will be done here this evening. Father, if there's any spirit in this building right now that is not of you, Lord, and of the Holy Spirit, may it be cast away, Lord, because you tell us in your holy word that at the name of Jesus, the demons will flee. So Father, this evening, we're going to claim Jesus here this evening. Father, we're going to claim victory here this evening. Father, we just love you and we praise you. Be with us now in Jesus' name. Amen. I was led to this passage, and in this passage, like I said, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, it says, study to, sh- study to show thyself approved unto God. Here's the thing. We as Christians, if you've been blood-bought, born again, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you are charged with studying Scripture, getting to know Scripture. And here's the reason why. Because the more we know about Scripture, the more we learn about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the more we're able to go out and witness to others and share with them what Jesus has done for us. And then there's always going to be those individuals, and I'll be honest with you, witnessing to, to people is kind of scary. Evangelism is kind of scary because there's that fear that they're going to ask me a question I do not have the answer for. And even myself, and and I'm not bragging or busting, I've studied Scripture for well over 20 years. And here's the thing. No matter how much I've studied Scripture, there's always going to be somebody who's going to ask me a question I don't have the answer to. But here's the thing. The more you read Scripture, the more you learn. The more you're able to combat those instances where somebody's going to ask you something, the more you study, the more you learn to trust in the Lord, and that fear will start to subside within you so that you can go out and witness to everybody. You won't be afraid. We were talking earlier about witnessing to a teacher. The more you study Scripture, the more you'll get out and witness to that teacher. The more you'll get out and share the Gospel. But it also says that you won't be ashamed. And and, and here's the thing. I shared this the other week, and, and I'm going to share it. I, I use this exact same verse, and, and I'm going to share it again tonight. And I'm going to tell you that that... My job as a preacher um, is to preach the Word of God. I do not stand before you saying I have every answer. My job as a preacher is to study Scripture so that I can exhortate, so I can lift you up, so I can build you up, so I can tell you of God's grace, of God's mercy. But here's, your, here's the thing. Your job as Christians, your job is the ones that that's in the pews, the the ones that are learning. We'll say the disciples. The ones that are being discipled. Your job is to study Scripture to make sure that what I'm telling you is what the Bible actually says. That term right there, or what they're talking about is interpretation. It's a big Greek word that says hermeneutics. I know nobody cares to know what that big word means, but basically it means interpreting Scripture the proper right way. That's what it's saying here, that when when you hear Scripture, when you read Scripture, you want to be able to interpret it the right way. Now, there is so much that has gone on in in the world when it comes to reading and studying Scripture and and getting to know Scripture, that, that when we read something, we come to it with the preconceived notion of what we want it to say. Or we come and we look into God's Word and we have a tradition from man. That says that this is what the Word says. So we, and I say we, because at one point in my life I used to be the same way. And sometimes I still am. But we come to God's Word because of traditions of man. And we read something and we put that tradition into what God's Holy Word says. And we don't take the time to truly dig in deep and read and study and figure out what God's Word actually says. There is so much in God's word that will help you to grow. Matter of fact, over in chapter 3, excuse me, chapter 3, verse 16, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. For instruction in righteousness. Verse 17. That the man of God. That that word man there is human. um, It's man and woman. That the man of God may be perfect. Thoroughly furnished under good works. God gave us his holy word. God gave us teachers. To teach us his holy word. God gave us preachers. Preach his holy word. Which I'll be honest with you, a teacher and a preacher, are basically the same person because if if, if a person is being called to preach, if a person is being called to preach, he's also being called to teach. And if a person is being called to teach, he's also being called to preach. Because here's the thing: man, woman, or child, it does not matter your sex, it doesn't matter your age, we're all called to preach. The gospel of Jesus Christ. Period. We're all called to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Period. L- let me say this again. We're all called to preach the word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the salvation that is found only in his name. We're all called to do that. Period. Man, woman, or child, we're all called to teach. Matthew, twenty eight twenty says that we are to go this is a commandment directly from the, from God Jesus Christ himself, and he says, Go, teach, make disciples, baptize that is a commandment to all human life that 's not a commandment to a priest, a pastor, a man male uh, it 's not a commandment to a rabbi, a teacher. That's a commandment to everybody. To everybody. Just because you have a title of pastor or, or reverend or priest, or, none of that matters when it comes to sharing the gospel. It's an individual thing that we all must do. All scripture is given by God to teach us how to live right, to be Right to act right, to grow right, to share right. That's what it's there for. But here's really where I wanted to point to this evening. We need to study God's holy word that we're a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, but shun or, or, or push away profane and vain babblings For they will increase unto more ungodliness. Remember I was talking about those preconceived notions of what God's Word says? Those traditions of man? We ought to set all that stuff away. Set it away. When we come to God's Holy Word, the very first thing we ought to do before we even open this book. And I'm going to tell you straight up. This is how you interpret God's Holy Word very first thing you do is you uh, you grab this book, you pray, God, reveal to me what's in your holy word and how it affects my life today. You open it up and let's say tonight we're in Timothy. I read in Timothy what Timothy says to me. I highlight or underline, I make notes of what the Lord revealed to me that evening. But here's the thing. Then I go to God's holy word, whether it be the Old Testament, I'm just picking a book, Nehemiah, And I go back to his word and I read and I see where it combines Timothy and Nehemiah together. That's where I get my instruction from. I don't get my instruction from another man. I don't get my instruction from a commentary. I get my instructions from God's holy word. I interpret God's holy word through his holy word. That's why we need to study. But then in verse 1 of chapter 3, I told you I was going to have you in 2 and 3 tonight. Verse 1 of chapter 3, it says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. All right. We've seen the news. I'm not going to have a political message this evening. We've seen the news. We've heard the stuff that's going on all around this world. You know, everybody's looking at America today, watching us on TV, and I'm going to tell you right now, (laughs) they're watching us on TV to see what's going to happen. Everybody's keeping keeping their eyeballs on the screen, wanting to know what's going to happen in this presidential election. For me, and I'm only speaking of myself, I've got my vote, I've got my views, but none of it matters to me. None of it matters to me. I've got faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's going to put the man in the office that needs to be there to bring him to most glory. But here's the thing. Everybody's watching America, and you hear everybody talking about all this prophecy that's being filled out, and they're saying that this is part of prophecy, and all this stuff that's going on. And here's the thing. Y'all ready for it? Write it down. America's not part of Prophecy. It's not. Nowhere in the book of Revelation is America ever mentioned. Nowhere in any other prophecy of the end time is America ever mentioned outside of the children of God. Being called home to be with their brothers and sisters. Their Lord and Savior. That's the only time that we're mentioned. And that's the church. Not America. The church. There are perilous times coming. For men, and listen to this, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. Prideful, huh? They're covetous. They're, they're desiring things. Tell you what, I, what was I, I, I read something today that, that over the last little bit, sales since the COVID has gone up like 63%. Online sales has gone up to 63% during COVID. People ain't working, but yet we're spending money. We're coveting things. We're looking. We're desiring. Men's going to be lovers of themselves. Men's going to, or men and women's going to be covetous. They're going to be boasters. They're going to be bragging about what they have. They're going to be proud. They're going to be blasphemers. They're going to be, and children, listen up. Young ones, listen up. They're going to be disobedient to parents. They're going to be unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. And I know that little passage may have taken you for a sidestep, but here's the thing. Times are getting darker. The The Lord's return. We don't know the hour, we don't know the time, we don't know the season. We know He's coming back. He's given us His Word. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'm coming back to receive you. I'm coming back to get you. We know He's coming back. He's promised us that. We know there's perilous times. We know that all the stuff is going to be going on. <coughs> Here's the thing. Satan, exactly I ain't going to have you turn to it. 2 Corinthians, it tells us that Satan even comes as an angel of light. And all his little demon ministers, they also are ministers of light. This is why it's so important to study God's holy word. Because Satan's going to come before you, and he's going to cause you to see something you think is good, when in reality it's not. And if you haven't studied the scripture, if you haven't prayed, If you haven't done your research, you're not going to know it. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, and, and this is to my shame. I was living deep in sin. Deep in sin. I'm not glorifying my sin. Please don't understand that. Sin is wrong, period. Bottom line. But I was living deep in sin. Life was going good for me. I had a great job, I had a great relationship, I had money. Everything was going good for me. You know, put on a bunch of weight. I was living in sin. My life was so good. I was being blessed. Well, at least I thought it was. See, here's the thing. Satan came as that angel of light. Satan was blessing me. He was giving me those things that I thought were good in my life. They were good at the time but they were distracting me and keeping me from my relationship with God. I'd let that sin come into my life. I didn't go to church. I didn't care to go to church. I found an excuse on Sunday morning not to go to church. That's why I said it. And I'm telling you, just like I said before, we start, before I started this evening, those people that you don't see here tonight, reach out to them. Pray for them. Reach out to them. Let them know you love them. Let them know you miss them. See if there's anything you can help them with. Because just like myself, I fell into sin. I walked deep in sin. I was getting blessed, but the whole time I wasn't getting blessed by the Lord because I wasn't walking with him. Satan was giving me things that he thought I wanted to keep me from being a witness to God, to keep me from walking with the Lord. It can happen. It happened to me. There are times coming where it's going to get really hard on all of us, man, woman, or child. If you claim to be a Christian, there's going to be times that people are going to persecute you. They're going to ridicule you. Jesus says, if they persecuted and ridiculed me, they're also going to do the same thing to you. And I paraphrased that. I know that. But here's the thing. The Gospel says, Jesus loved you. And if he loves you, ain't nothing going to hurt you. Ain't nothing going to hurt you. They may be able to kill this old flesh and bone. You know what? It's flesh and bone. Trust me, when I get to heaven, I ain't going to be no 240 pounds. I'm going to be 165 pounds looking sharp. Yeah. Don't look at me like that, that. I'm going to have a resurrected fight. It won't be this flesh and bone. But see, here's the thing. If you haven't studied Scripture, you wouldn't know that. We talked about it earlier. There will be no more pain. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more tears. It will be it'll be rejoicing. It will be joy, happy, you know, praising the Lord. That's what you find when you study Scripture. But here's the thing. And then I'm going to close with this. Hebrews 10, 25. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. This is another reason why you need to reach out to Him. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, especially, especially as you see the day approaching. That day that I'm talking about is that day that's mentioned right here, those perilous times. We know the Lord's coming back. The closer it gets to His return, the worse this world is going to get. Before his return, the worst this world is going to get. And here's the thing. We need to have that fellowship to encourage one another, exhort one another, exalt one another, to lift each other up and to love on one another so that we can bear each other's burdens because we don't want one out there in the world to get taken away by Satan, to get destroyed by Satan. Study the Scripture because it is God's only Word. Everybody has claimed this to be the Bible. Basic instructions before leaving earth. I do believe a lot of that, but I, I look at this Bible as a little bit different. Different. This is a love story. Amen. This is a love story. From Genesis 1-1 to Revelation chapter 22. This is a love story. It tells me how much God loves me. And how much he loves you. And it was all summed up at Calvary. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have an everlasting life. I don't know where you're at with your relationship with the Lord. I pray that we can all testify beyond the shadow of doubt, from our heart, from our mind, from our actions, that we are blood-bought born again. But I would be amiss if I was to say that I could guarantee that your presence here this evening, that we are all saved tonight. I don't know your heart. Only the Lord does. Only you do. Maybe tonight He's calling you to, to make it right, to, to confess your sins before Him. Maybe tonight you just need to believe that He is who He says He is. That He is the Lord Jesus Christ. That He is the redemption of your sins. Yes. Romans 3.23, for all sin. That means you need everybody. 6.23 says the wages of sin. Singular. is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Our Lord. It also says in Romans 10.13 that whosoever, that's you in me, I'm a whosoever. You're a whosoever. It says, whosoever shall upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I know it says shall, but I like the word will because they can go interchangeably. They're synonyms of one another. Will be saved. That is an instantaneous action. You believe that he is who he says he is, that he paid a debt for your sin, and you will be saved That's Maybe you just need to confess your sins to the Lord and ask Him to forgive you. You've been walking with Him for years now or a few days, and you've allowed that sin to creep in. And you you feel like you're being blessed, but things just ain't quite right. And you know they just ain't quite right. I knew that they weren't just quite right in my life, but I was being blessed. I was deceived. I I I thought I was serving the Lord, but I was being deceived. They just weren't quite right. And it wasn't until somebody stood up and told me how man can be a Christian and still be deceived that I knew that I needed to confess my sins and make it right before the Lord. Maybe that's you, you see. 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, He, He, God, is faithful and just to cleanse us. That means wash us, get us right. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness, every sin we've ever committed, every sin we will ever commit. He is righteous and just to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, which means that we can be made right with Him this evening. Maybe this year. Tonight, it's a little unique, but I pray that you won't leave here this evening. Without having that right relationship with the Lord, whether it be unto salvation or whether it be a recommitment to serving Him. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord oh God, we come before you yet again, Lord. And Father, I just thank you for your word. Father, I thank you that, Lord, not only is your word just words written in a book, Lord, in black and white, but Father, your word is living. Your word is powerful, sharper than any two edged sword, Lord, rightly dividing. Rightly dividing. Father, I pray this evening that, Lord God, we will take your holy word, that we will make a commitment to you and have you remind us, Lord, that that we will study your word, that we will learn from your word. But, Father, more just as important that we will not only just study Your Word and that we will learn from Your Word, but Lord, may we take Your Word out to others. Share it with them, Lord God, helping them to come to know You as their personal Savior. Lord, I ask now that You will just search our hearts. Lord, if there's any wickedness found within any of us, Father, if there's anything that is hindering our relationship with You, Father, I pray that tonight that we will make it right. Lord, lay it upon our hearts to confess to you, Lord. Father, for that one that needs to know you as their personal Savior. Father, I pray that you'll touch the heart right now, Lord. I pray, Lord, that, that they will not leave their seat this evening. That they will not walk out of this building, Lord. Father, I pray that By the time I finish this prayer, that Lord, that that they will not resist the devil or resist the Holy Spirit, Lord, that they will not let the devil win this battle of their soul, that they will come to you, confess you, Lord God, and call upon your name and be saved here this evening. Father, bless this evening. Bless this time. And it's by your son Jesus Christ's name and his shed blood that I have the ability to pray this prayer. Amen. We got a song.